You're listening to Special Programming, sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning. This is Veterans Affairs Plus. I'm Dave Washington, your host. The show is sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. Today we have several guests. Service Officer Tony Marshall, his lovely wife, Sandra Marshall, who is the president of Veterans Foreign Wars Auxiliary of Nevada. So we'll be talking with them shortly. Also we have on the line later will be Mr. Mujahid Ramadan, host of Police Promoting Unity. And additionally on the plus side we'll have Mr. Ikees Hodges of the Black Achievement Fund, to give us a status on that organization. Before we begin, I'd like to always express condolences, particularly for those family members of the soldiers we lost most recently in Afghanistan. And then I've got to express condolences to Brother George Turner, Yvonne Gates, who lost their son most recently, Brian. Uh, Michael and Renee Janelle lost their brother recently. Brother Joseph Sampson, well-known in the neighborhood, and transition, as well as his daughter, uh, this past week. So may those families find peace in their hearts, particularly with those losses. Uh, belated birthday, well wishes to my daughter April, who turned five one, and happy birthday to retired fire chief Eugene Campbell on this day, the sixth of June. And believe it or not, my mother in law had she been still alive, she would have been one hundred today. She died when she was ninety seven. Brother Marshall, we'll start with you, my man. Give us an update. It's been a a minute since you've been here, and you've always brought valuable information to our veterans who listen to our show. All right. First of all, let me just introduce myself and say good morning. Tony Marshall, the service officer representative for uh, VFW and uh, American Legion Post 10. There's been a lot going on. Uh, As you know, the guys coming out of Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, have to take care of them. Absolutely. And being your service officer representative, please let me let me just give you a minute to get yourself a pencil and paper while I go over some other information here. We have coming up 9-11 and the POW MIA Remembrance Day, which is mm-hmm. September 17th, third Friday of September every year. And there's going to be two programs going on. One is going to be at the Nellis Air Force Base, and it'll be at 8 o'clock in the morning at the Red Horse Building on base, uh, there will be a little table ceremony, and there will be a reception following. Also, my post, VFW Stephen Gibbs Memorial Post 12198, will be doing a similar table ceremony at the American Legion Post 10. That's 19058th Street, uh, 89106, and we'll be doing that program at 1 o'clock. Public is welcome. Come on out. Again, uh, just a little other information here we have uh, this month as the Suicide Prevention Month particularly interested in you guys reaching out to your friends, to your comrades, and making sure that they're in good health. And otherwise, uh, you can reference them to the Suicide Prevention Line. You can reach that number at any time. So uh, it's uh, just about everywhere online. So I just wanted to bring you up to date, and I'll give you a little more information in just a minute. And uh, Tony, that's great. In fact, I I can only imagine 
you guys will have to upscale with respect to those military men and women coming back from Afghanistan. That is going to be a, a burden that I trust that you guys certainly want to involve yourself because it's important that we take care of those. And I, and I love the fact that you talk about the suicide hotline. All of the posts, all of the posts, American Legion, VFW, DAV, we're all reaching out and uh, asking you Afghanistan veterans and those coming home that uh, there's always a place for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we're, we're situated with the Leatherneck Club up on uh, West Spring Mountain Road. That's 4360 West Spring Mountain Road. Just stop by. There will be somebody there that you can talk with, share your feelings, and just get a good feeling of camaraderie. Don't hesitate to call us or come on by. I'm going to give you my number now. Hopefully you got that pen and paper. I'm 301-537-9465. Call me anytime, day or night. Uh, I'm available. And as I said, I am also the service officer representative. I can help you with your disability claims, any type benefit situations that you have. I'm available there for you. Great. Appreciate that. Now for Miss Sandra, tell us a little bit about yourself and then about your organization, if you would. Good morning. I would like to say thank you for the invitation. I am Sandra Marshall. Currently, I am the Junior Pass Department President 2020-2021 for the VFW Auxiliary Mm -hmm. in the state of Nevada. Our organization has been established for over 107 years, and we're the oldest VFW Auxiliary um, serving our veterans in the nation. Wow. Our members are of the VFW Auxiliary are the relatives of those who have served in overseas combat. Mm. They are nearly a half million members representing all 50 states. We have 1,721 members in our state currently. Mm -hmm. We have 23 auxiliaries, and presently I am a member of um, auxiliary um, 10,047 located in North Las Vegas, and we have 193 members. We volunteer members millions of hours and fundraise millions of dollars for charitable projects. We serve the veterans of this country and our communities in honor of the sacrifices and commitment of every man and woman who has served in uniform. Our mission is to assist the VFW in any any way we can. We share a common goal of serving veterans, their families, and our communities. During the last year, program year, Auxiliaries have provided a total of $2 million in aid to veterans, military service members, and their families. Some of the ways that our members support the VFW and our veterans is by being a voice for veterans locally and on Capitol Hill. We are instrumental in assisting the VFW to pass or block legislation that impacts veterans and their families. Uh, By assembling and mailing care packages to active duty troops, we hold send-off and welcome-home events for troops. We spread the word about PTS and military veteran suicide awareness. We participate in stand-downs and assisting homeless veterans, which which has been one of my special projects for my year as my presidency. So so tell me, what what inspired you to become a member of this organization and then to lead? Because leading is is no easy chore. I don't care what organization you're involved in, dealing with people. (laughs) That is true. That is true. You have to be a people person. Right. And um, I got involved because my husband is a veteran. Mm -hmm. Several of my family members are veterans. My father is a World War II veteran. 
um, two brothers that served in the Army, mm-hmm. nephews, right, many family members. So I had to get involved because I've always been around military in, uh, folks so. in that situation. Right. Exactly. Okay. So I love it. I, I just love it. I can't do enough for our veterans. And, and just let me say this. If she hadn't gotten involved, she would never see me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this. On behalf of all the veterans and, and the people who live with, love veterans uh, as family members, et cetera, et cetera, we appreciate the work that you guys are doing. And you got some wonderful stats. You guys uh, don't leave no stone unturned, it, it appears, in terms of the various projects that you're involved in. So once again, we appreciate you for sure. Thank you. Tony, you got some more to, to, to share with us this morning? Yeah, I just wanted to put out a couple of notes here. The Veterans Appeal Board mm-hmm. uh, has just announced that they may, or they probably did, make a lot of mistakes with the uh, appeal claims that mm-hmm. were recently submitted. Okay, right. and In fact, they de- re- denied or rejected uh, quite a few of them, but they have announced that they're going to review mm-hmm. those claims. And that was all the claims formed on uh, Form 10812. And if you did file a claim and had it rejected, if they don't reach out to you, reach out to them. Or like I said, you can give me a call, 301-537-9465. We'll get together and make sure that that, that claim is uh, revisited. Great. Okay. Tony, as, as we wrap up this segment, you do stop over by the posts. From time to time, or, oh. or is it strictly by appointment? I, okay, I'm yeah. trying to refresh my old yeah, memory I, now. I was trying to say, <laughs> save that for the last, uh-huh. and, and that is, I do uh, claims and benefit uh, advisement uh, every Wednesday and Saturday mm-hmm. by appointment. Right, by appointment. You must have an appointment because I need you to bring the things that you're going to need to get that done. And again, that's every Wednesday and Saturday. Now, if you have a, a special situ- situation, circumstances, whatever. Uh, I can work that out with you. Okay. But Give that number again because they got to call you to set up that appointment, right? You have to call me. And like I said, I'm available pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Cool. And you can reach me at 301-537-9465. Miss Marshall, Miss Sandra, give us some closing remarks from your perspective as an auxiliary member. We have more than 3,600 auxiliaries nationwide. Mm-hmm. So we are always working here in the state of Nevada and nationwide um, to recruit new members. So I can be reached at VFW Department, D-E-P-T, Prez, P-R-E-Z, 2020, at gmail.com for anyone who is interested in joining our auxiliary. Great. Well, once again, on behalf of the veterans and the families, we appreciate both of you for coming in today to share some information and background. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. Thank you, guys, and we look forward to having you back on the program again, particularly you, Tony, because (laughs) people ask me about when you're going to have Tony back on. Well, (laughs) Tony is here, y'all. So thank you both very kindly. All right. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Good morning. Once again, this is Dave Washington, Veterans Affairs Plus. We're going to have this next segment with a good friend, longtime resident of Las Vegas. Uh, we call him friend, Brother Mujahid Ramadan. Ramadan, give, please give us a little bit of background on yourself, and then, then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the program that you host for the Metropolitan Police Department. 
Okay, look, thank you, Dave. Or I say Chief, because we, we knew you for such a long time in that role there. Uh, again, Mujahid Ramadan, I'm, Dave say long time. Long time enough where Dave's brother <laughs> and I, Buddy and I, went to high school together at Valley High School. Yes, sir. <laughs> learned quite a few things from Buddy, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes, and, sir. Uh, UNLV as an institution. Worked for a while in Boys Club. That was one of my best experiences now that I look back on in life. Then was a probation officer for a number of years mm-hmm. and then worked for a number of years with U.S. Senator Harry Reid. Was on staff for Governor Bob Miller as a cabinet member and uh, took part in shepherding and being a part of piloting the first stage of the building of the VAT apartment. You know so what? Now, one of the things that. Yeah, I just want to say, I wonder how that role as the 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 drugs are with 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 fair today with all the <laughs> just aside. Oh man, look, yeah. look I don't have any hair at this <laughs> point in time, but I tell you what, if the person had some hair, they wouldn't have any <laughs> with the way things are going on now, and particularly with the inclusions of like you know, like I just saw today that in uh, on the East Coast or in New York, mm-hmm. they had this claim that was settled about pharma drugs and. $42 billion or $10 billion they have to pay out. And, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't dealing with things. Most of it was running illegal drugs then, but right. now it's legal drugs that mm-hmm. are going on. So, yeah, it'd be a mm-hmm. different situation for us. And real quickly, speaking about my brother, Buddy, he just retired. He gave it up. 71 years old. He said he's done with dealing craps. But anyway, okay. uh, tell us a little That's bit excellent. about about the, pro- about the program that you run, that you host, that, that radio show. Yeah, Police Promote Unity. Uh, that's every Wednesday on KCEP from 9.30 to 10. I know some of you people, y'all listen to it, of course. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, and it's, it's been, we've been involved in it for a number of years now. Uh, Rod Jett, when he was the undersheriff, and you and Rod grew up in the same neighborhood, didn't you? Oh, we did not, but I know Rod, and I I, I think Rod was a great undersheriff. Well, we served yeah. together. Uh, I was a, a deputy chief and then ultimately fire chief, and Rod really ran a tight ship as the undersheriff. Great guy. Oh, he did. He did. And Rod, actually, when he was the undersheriff, she just asked me once, had I listened to the program, I told him, no, it was mostly about cops. Right. He said, yeah, I know. He said, I get that. I listen to everything about cops, too. So he <laughs> asked me to sit in one day uh-huh. and just talk about community issues. And right. we did. And mm-hmm. then uh, he asked me if I would invite some community members on to do that. And so that's back when Rod was the undersheriff. That's when Doug Gillespie was the sheriff. And so... We've been hosting and or co-hosting the program since then. And it, what it is, it's, it's an infusion of information about community and metro, not so much metro and the community, but what's the relationship? So wait yeah. a minute. So this show was started, and then you then you got involved. You didn't bring the show. No, no, I didn't, as a matter of fact. Ain't, ain't Actually, that, ain't I believe Will Minor, I assume, who was a I, lieutenant, he may have been the one who initiated I've heard several people inside of Metro claim originating the program, <laughs> but but as I remember, Will Minor was the one, and there were several people that the other co-hosts they had. So I did not, did not originate it. I just joined in, and we modified the program to be more community-related instead of just law enforcement. You brought it to a, a better level, in my perspective, you know, as a, as one who listened to the program from time to time. But wow, I, I always assumed that you started the program. Ain't that something? I'm learning something today. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's always, well, look, Dave, but look, I have to appreciate persons like yourself, really, because another thing that, that you and I both involved in is the Metro's Multicultural Advisory Council. Yes, sir. Called the MAC Committee. And that, that is kind of part of the overall development of Metro's uh, establishment, of Metro's effort towards community engagement. So it's either media or it's leaders like yourself and mm-hmm. 
ACP, ACLU, ADL, uh, Latin Chamber of Commerce, Hispanics in Politics, and who meet with the sheriff on a monthly basis and hammer out issues around people of color and other people in the Valley, because Jews and Christians and Baha'i and Buddhists are involved. We have Sikhs that are involved, gay, lesbian, and transgender. So that's really what part of that bigger picture of the community being engaged in Metro. Stop and think. You just sit in on that captain's, the new captain's review panel that, that, that's been formed, where the community now makes up part of the scoring for who becomes captains around the Valley. I think it says the community is engaged with decision-making and policies around hiring Dora Legrand and the committee that she's heading up with uh, recruiting. Right. Those things wouldn't happen unless we had the leadership of persons like yourself, like Dora, like Peter Guzman, mm-hmm. uh, like Tony Whitten from the gay, lesbian, transgender community, but even like the U.S. attorney, Chris Choi. Right. You know, people like that benefit. Steve, uh, Steve Wilson, you know, Dora gets a chance to... <laughs> talk to him. I'm not sure about how much Steve appreciates, but Dora gives him some very direct conversation. So I think that type of interaction allows us to have a greater, greater certainly engagement and impact on LVMPD. Absolutely. But I think, you know, throughout the Valley, it helps us out. To, to, so thank to, you. Yeah, to include our, our man, Fernando, because Fernando, he stirs the pot sometimes too. But you know what? One thing that I've, yeah. always, I've always told people about that committee, there are some times we have some very heated discussions but nobody leaves that room that I've ever seen angry. No, we always no, kind of work it out and and keep it moving. Yeah. because we're there for the good of the community, not for our own personal grandizement, but for the people. And that's that's, that's where it should that be. That is it. But you're doing a fine job sheriff, running it. Go ahead. No, but and all, all of but the sheriff has to listen to that. I know he doesn't <laughs> always want to hear when we say we want to open up the policy and look at in custody uh, uh, procedures right. to lead to use of force. But he listens to it, and he's willing to take on those issues there. This new committee that's dealing now with uh, violence and homicide reduction, Mm -hmm. those type things are community-driven at that point in time. And so I think the community, in a quiet way, really benefits from it, which, you know, looking at trying to make sure that the police department looks like the community. That is, you know, the community, you know, we have to have percentages based on what the community looks like. Mm-hmm. We need to have officers, men and women. That's right. To, um, to, yeah. This sister just got promoted to lieutenant, one of the yes. first African-American lieutenant in corrections just recently. Yeah, the sheriff went over to that. her promotion, and uh, I see there's a new one in, in the academy. So I think it's constantly evolving. It's a constantly changing picture. Right. I think in Southern Nevada, we're doing some interesting and unique things that, they say this is like 21st century policing, but mm-hmm. you live in a 21st century town. This is a very diverse town we live in. That's right. Well, again, you're doing a fine job in heading that up as well as for the radio program, and we appreciate it because I think it's important for the community to get some kind of as close as what, what I would call an inside look at the organization. I think we do have a fine police department in spite of some of the problems that, that we all have in life. But I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, I believe that, 85, 95% of the police officers are good people. And the bad ones, the ones who we know are doing bad things, they need to be ratted out. And I know that ratting out is a a word that most folks don't want to hear. But we certainly appreciate it. We got about a minute left. Why don't you uh, just give us a a quick wrap-up of of some of the things you plan to do and you have done. And uh, we appreciate, again, your time this morning. Well, you know, one thing we're looking at, we know for sure now based on national and local research, that homicides that mainly happen within communities. So mm-hmm. when you start looking at who kills who, more African-Americans kill African-Americans, more Caucasians kill Caucasians, more mm-hmm. Hispanic kill Hispanics, more Asians kill Asians. 
sometimes the African American our numbers are the highest. So the one thing that we really need to do is help be a part of bringing those numbers down. We want to get the rate. Of, of young African Americans taking the lives of other young African Americans to go down. Well, Another big thing that Dura Legrand, I can't thank her enough for heading up this initiative here mm-hmm. on recruitment. Right. You know, we want to see the number of African Americans coming through Metro, coming out of the academy. We mm-hmm. want to see those numbers increase. Absolutely. Dora is driving that whole process. She's doing a great job with it. I'm seeing more now coming into the academy. We want mm-hmm. to see more graduate. And of course, there's always going to be issue. I know you were there when somebody just brought up to the sheriff that the organizational chart does not reflect the complexity of the community. So yeah. it's always going to be more of an issue and more work towards getting more African Americans to, uh, one, apply for and promote for sergeant, for lieutenant, for captain. We want to see you. We want to see that process going on. Keep moving forward. But we want to see that across all ethnic groups. Absolutely. Well, once again, Mr. Ramadan, my friend, we appreciate your time and effort and continue the great work that you're doing, not only with leading the MAC committee, but also with the, the radio program Police and community, I mean, uni, unifying. Yes, yes, thank you. But I appreciate you, David. Thank you for giving us a few moments. And look, thank you and all the military people for all the contributions and dedications. And thank all those who have served, but also who reach back and try to say, hey, we got to help those who may be struggling with suicide, or help those who are dealing with drugs, or help those who are dealing with homelessness. Appreciate thank you. all of you for doing that right there. Thank all right. You. Thanks. Take care now. Have a great day. Peace. Bye-bye. We're back. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm your host, Dave Washington. Our next guest is Mr. Aki Hodges of the Black Achievement Fund. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are you today? I am well. You know, I know there's a lot been going on in your world, so if you would uh, give our Las Vegas audience uh, an update on what's going on in the organization, if you would. Okay, well, for those of you who don't know what our organization is or about, we are the Black Achievement Fund. We are a national black economic and community development corporation with an amazingly simple solution for black economic independence, and that is 10 million black people plus $9 a month equals $90 million a month and over a billion dollars a year for us to begin to create an economic platform to finance the grand development of black America. So far, oh, the Black Achievement Fund is open to anyone who believes in our mission and our guiding principles, regardless of race, religion, political preference, or sexual orientation. All of our programs are free free or at cost to members, and all of our assets are collectively owned by our members. And because we are a 501c3 organization, all of your contributions to the Black Achievement Fund are 100% tax deductible. Right now, we have a little over 2,000 members in 47 states. We also have international members on the continent of Africa and South Africa and the Gambia. We also have multiple members in Canada, as well as the UK and Australia. Aki, would you happen to have offhand the ethnic breakdown of who you have as members? And you said just over 2,000 now, right? Yes. Uh, I would say approximately 95% of all of our members are black, um, and we have maybe 
one percent who I would say, well, actually, probably ninety eight percent black, maybe one percent white, uh, and then we have Latinos, whites around we have about 38 members who are white 40 members who are white Mm -hmm. and then we have just as many latinos and then we have about five asian members so that's where we are right now with our membership great now you were on i believe it was our first show tell me what uh some of the achievements or the accomplishments that have been done over the past few months in terms of uh the movement of the organization projects programs etc um, well, one of the things we have launched the Black Achievement Fund's very own Toastmasters Club. Uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar with Toastmasters, Toastmasters is an international organization that helps individuals become better communicators, better speakers, and better leaders. So we started our own program, uh, and we have all of our own members as club members. So that has been a very, very exciting new initiative. We also recently launched our Rights of Passage program, and the Black Achievement Fund, as opposed to just having the youth component of the Rights of Passage, we're going to be honoring all five uh, Rights of Passage from the right of birth uh, through adolescence, adulthood slash marriage, becoming an elder, and the transition to becoming an ancestor. So we have recently launched our adult component which began two weeks ago, and it's on Mondays at 7 p.m. from 7 to 10. And then we're going to be launching our youth component on Thursday, September 16th at 8 p.m. In addition to that, the Black Achievement Fund has also launched an internship program Mm, for college and high school students. So if you guys know any bright high school, college students who are looking to hone their craft to meet new bright college and high school students from around the country and to engage us in this movement, then please refer them to the Black Achievement Fund. Uh, you'll be able to see that application on our webpage uh, under Get Involved. Uh, so those are just three of the initiatives that we've launched Excellent. in the past month. In addition mm-hmm. to that, we continue to provide scholarships for Black Achievement Fund members mm-hmm. uh, for educational, professional, or personal development as well as for our nonprofit organizations. So we just awarded a nonprofit grant to, uh, I forgot the name of the nonprofit organization, uh, but. But you're doing, uh, so, doing a lot of good stuff. That's great. Look, a lot of good stuff. Uh, now, I know that if you're a member, you have access to various lesson plans on history. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. One, we, so through the Education for Life Academy, we have an online black history curriculum that begins with the origins of humanity in Africa mm-hmm. over 200,000 years ago, as opposed to beginning with slavery. Okay. And this is, this is a critical, critical, critical component of our liberation movement, mm-hmm. because if we are truly to embrace our identity and who we are and our history and all of those things, we have to broaden our understanding about where we started in the world, and it wasn't at slavery. Great. So we offered that, um, and this will also be a core component of our Rights of Passage program mm-hmm. for all of the different components of the program. So on Thursday, September 16th, we invite all members from the community to come aboard because I will personally be um, uh, chairing the education component, and this is something for, like I said, all members of the community. Well, 
we certainly thank you for the update, and we'll have you back on in another couple of months because I, I think it's important for people to know what the Black Achievement Fund is achieving in our name. So we appreciate you as well as the previous guests, Mr. Marshall and his wife, Sandra, also Mujahid Ramadan. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Aki. We appreciate the information that you're sharing with us. So wish you well, and we will be in touch. Again, this is Veterans no Affairs Plus. Remember, www.baf.solutions, not .com, not .org, but .solutions, because that's what we're all about, just solutions. Give it that again. www.baf, as in Black Achievement Fund, .solutions, not .com, or not <laughs> .org, but .solutions, because that's what our organization is all about. Great. All right. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm your host, Dave Washington. Our engineer, Brother Kevin, has done a great job keeping me on track. So we'll see you next month. Have a great day.